Your Best Health with Dr. Chris Banning is offered for informational purposes only. Before you make any major life changes, please seek the help of a professional or your physician before you do so. Thank you and enjoy the show. Welcome to Your Best Health with Dr. Chris Banning. This podcast will teach you how to get healthy and remain that way naturally. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Your Best Health with Dr. Chris Banning. My name is Aaron and we are in uh, Lee Berry Studios today recording this episode number 17 for uh, Your Best Health. And Dr. Banning, how are you? I'm doing great. Good. Well, today's topic is uh, an interesting one to me, as usual. Today, we're going to be talking about what I like to refer to as uh, the triad, the health, the the health triad, which is the uh, mind, body, and spirit. And that's a pretty big chunk of information to take on on one episode. So we're probably going to end up breaking this episode into two, and um, take it from there. That sounds good. I mean, you sprung this on me, Aaron, and I, I think it's a nice topic, but our listeners will have a lot of experience and knowledge that they can share with us in this uh, endeavor here to talk about the mind, body, and spirit triad. Well, that's that's kind of sums up, you know, us. That, that kind of makes a person, the, the mind, the body, the spirit, those three things. That makes up a human being. Yes. <laughs> and each of those things require... Um, certain aspects or certain habits to, to remain healthy. Yes. They, in fact, if you're to draw three circles, they would all intersect one another. You can't separate them. And it's like you can't separate anything from your body because your body as a whole, that's how it's supposed to work. That's how God made it. It's woven together. Yeah. Now I didn't. I don't know what the word "woven" means in Greek, but I'm sure you can't separate out the muscle, the nerve, the ligaments. They're no. all there. So nothing acts on its own in your body. It's all together. Same thing with your mind. Your mind. Well, as a chiropractor, we get to work on the nervous system, which is attached to the brain. Yeah. Um, but your mind, your or your brain, controls everything in your body. And uh, your mind would be your your emotion, your will, your seat of desires, all that fun stuff. Um, your, your your freedom to choose, or your ability to even know there's a choice, that kind of thing. Or, you know, we could call the mind your soul. And uh, then there's a spirit. Um, and, you know, without getting too much into religion here, the Spirit is how we contact God and receive God. Mm-hmm. And um, that's how God has c- fellowship with us, is through the Spirit. And so those three parts. So you're telling me that the soul and the Spirit are not the same thing? I believe so. Now, there's a lot of people that argue with me, but that's just how I understand it. Now, and again, we're going by understanding here. Yeah. I, I'm not an expert in this area. This is just me. As a chiropractor. Well, you are an expert. <laughs> <laughs> well, with chiropractic and health, I am. But, um, you know, we can we can talk a lot about, you know, uh, health and choices and responsibility. And, and really, 
if you look at choices that we make, um, they have an impact on our brain, our body, and our spirit. Okay. So. Okay. So for these three topics, for the, for the three subjects that's part of this health triad, the, the, the uh, mind, the body, and the spirit, I, f- I figure on this episode, we're, we'll discuss each one and, and best practices for keeping it healthy. And then maybe on ep- the next episode, we can discuss balance. So for this episode, let's talk about the mind. How can we keep a healthy mind? I know there people are going to have opinions about that. There's there's different um, different ideas of how to keep a healthy mind, but I think there's certain certain things we all can agree on. Uh, you know, you take a bath with soap and water, you're you're going to have a clean body if you do it right. I think everybody can agree on that. Now, the kind of soap you use may be different. You know, you may shower, you may bathe. There's parts of it that that people could do different ways. So I think it's the same with the mind. Is that correct? I think so. If I understand your analogy, you know, there's a saying, my father worked for GM. Back in the day when GM ran everything, there was a saying that said, if it's good for GM, it's good for America. If it's good for your body, it's good for your mind. If it's good for your mind, it's good for your body. Okay. And we could also say that for your spirit, too. So, does that make sense? It does. Yeah, so healthy mind, healthy body. Okay. Everything flows from above, down, inside out. In other words, that's how our, our, our mind works, our brain works. Our brain also is an antenna. <laughs> it's an antenna in our environment, and we can choose to tune into whatever we want to. Now, we're getting pretty deep pretty quick here, but that's okay. Those are choices that we can make. And, you know, there's things that we ought to do and things that we do. And if you're doing the things that you ought to do or that you know you ought to do, that's good for your mind. If you're doing things that you don't, necessarily need to be doing but you're you know you're wasting your time or doing things that are that you know are possibly destructive for your mind that's not good for your brain it's a conflict the brain does not it cannot function with conflict continually it will eventually lead to disease see that reminds me a lot of of a an old song from the 80s oh yeah do you remember a band called petra oh yeah they had a song called computer brains and in in that in that song, one of the lyrics was, uh, computer brains, you put garbage in, computer brains, you get garbage out. Oh, Geico. Yeah, Not Geico. the insurance company. Not Geico, but yes. Ge- Geico, oh, yes. Geico, yes. Yeah. yeah. That is so true. Um, and, you know, our mind is a filter. I mean, you're constantly filtering things out or filtering things in. And then you have your desire and your emotions and your logic, all that stuff. And so, would you say big topic here we're trying to tackle? Yes, <laughs> it is, and I'm trying to get a grasp because I came into this just just knowing the subject. And you're thinking I'm going to straighten you out? Absolutely. Was, oh yeah, I know you will. You always do. <laughs> well, okay, so would okay. you say? Um, let's say we have patient A and patient B in a study. Uh-huh. Patient A reads books, um, exercises, walk, walks, you know, and patient B uh, is supplied with um, a television and a couch. Now, without thinking of the physical health, let's just think about the, the mental health, the, the mind. Which one's going to be healthier and why do you think that is? Okay, this is a great analogy. Can I 
one-up it just oh, a little bit? Oh, absolutely. Please do. Let's say we have identical twins. Okay. That do this. Okay. All right. All right. I like it. So the old adage that uh, genetics is everything is so not true now. Is it not? We're finding it out with science, epigenetics. But anyhow, you're talking about lifestyle choices, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So a choice is obviously something that you know you have. Yeah. Right? Exactly. I would hope so. Yeah. I mean, um, so if we choose to watch TV all day, which on a cold day, overcast. Yeah. I mean, I could see why somebody would want to do that. <laughs> Absolutely. Be nice and warm. Have a nice little cup of coffee or have your dog sitting there right at your feet. Yeah. I mean, watching TV, that'd be great. But that's just a fantasy. <laughs> really. To you, maybe. Well, we, <laughs> we set these things up that we want, and we just think they're just so awesome. And then yeah. we, when we get them, it's like. Where'd it go? The feeling <laughs> it, is gone. It was awesome in the store. Yeah. So, yeah, so we know that the person that sits on a couch and watches TV and hangs out on Facebook all the time, um, chances are really good they're not going to get out much. They might get out to their mailbox, and they might get out to the grocery store. Yeah. Um, and not only that, but they're going to be taking in TV shows. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you know, I don't, I don't see anything there how, you know, that's going to help their mind any. It's basically going to put their mind on idle. And okay, that's what I was looking for. And that's kind of what will, I thought. It'll adapt to being on idle, and guess what? When your mind loses its ability to stretch or become plastic, we call it neuroplasticity, um, it just, your body just shuts down. If your mind is shut down, your body will shut down. That's what leads to so many other issues, you know, depression, diabetes, yeah. high blood pressure, inflammation, disability. So the brain's like any other muscle in the body. It's got to get work to stay healthy. It does. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to get out. You got to get out in the sunshine. You got to exercise. Exercise is for your mind. It's exercise is just as much for your mind as it is for your body. Most people don't realize that. Yeah, how how does that ha- how does that work? Oh gosh. Um Blood flow. Okay. Blood flow is a big deal. A lot of people don't have blood flow to their heart. They don't have blood flow to their brain. If you exercise, that increases blood flow and the oxygen to those tissues in the brain. And your brain becomes more awake and, uh, you know, metabolism increases. That's a big thing. Okay. What about... um Activities such as mind games, and I'm not talking about what you do with another person, mind games like that, but there's there's certain apps and games that are downloadable that, that claim to exercise your mind, to up your IQ, to make you smarter. Um, do activities like that, I, I'm sure they help. They, they couldn't hurt, I don't think. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. I mean, you know, especially for somebody that's older and maybe disabled, it's good for them because a lot of times – them being able to communicate and to make decisions or even supervise their family or their kids or something like that, uh, that's an important thing. Okay. You know, so, yeah, I think a sharp mind is a good thing. Okay. So. Well, that could, that's good. I, I feel better about, about my mind now. Okay. Is that what you do a lot of? <laughs> yes, I do. Okay. Now, that's not going to help your body any. No, it doesn't. And, and that's yeah. why I'm looking at the, at the three circles we have drawn here and the mind, um, which, which I immediately put with the brain. Uh, the, it, it, yeah. I see them as almost one and the same. You know, there's parts of your mind 
that deal with different things. There's a part of your, well, let's just call it your mind slash brain. There's a part of your brain that focuses on emotions and desires and ties them in with your past. Then there's a part of the brain that deals with logic, thinking, and problem solving. Okay. So our job is, is as we go through all these filters, I mean, I'll give you an example. I've got this Yukon. I'm not a car person. I, I just buy a used car and I run it till it's down. Yeah, me too. And I got this Yukon. It's got about 180,000 miles on it. It's good. And I had a, a good friend that takes good care of his cars. He had a Denali that was in great shape. And he wanted 17000 for it. I told him, dude, that is, you got, that's a low price. I drove it. I liked it. And you know, you know that part? That part of your brain that wants instant gratification yeah. is very well developed in my brain. And that's part of the limbic system. I thought, man, I can get this thing. Hold on, hold on, Chris. The logical part says, you want all-wheel drive because in the wintertime, you can't do anything with this Yukon that, has, that you have now. And this, my friend's car didn't have all-wheel drive. So I'm like, eh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> so I ended up telling my friends, hey, listen, this is a great deal for somebody, but not for me because it doesn't have all-wheel drive. I had to turn that down. But you have to realize there's always going to be another chance. Don't be desperate. Don't look for that instant gratification because it's going to get you in trouble. So I'm learning that. So that was a decision that I made with my mind, and I'm extremely pleased that I made that decision. That's a good thought thought out decision. It's kind of a weird example, but no, I, I can relate to that example. I was at um, I was at Best Buy this mm-hmm. afternoon, and you know I love app, I love vinyl. I love to listen to albums. Right. I'm kind of weird that way, but they had an album that I have been wanting for a long time, and I had it in my hands, and I even headed to to the cash register. What album was it? <laughs> That's not important. The Google Dials or something weird? <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you about the album later. Uh-oh. But the price tag, Dr. Banning, was forty seven ninety nine. It's a double album. And it was on a special vinyl. Hmm. I was walking with the cash register, or walking with this album to the cash register, and my wife's voice popped into my head. Of course. I'm going to have to tell her I dropped 50 bucks on an album. Yeah, I turned right around and dropped took the album right Common back. Common sense got a hold yes. of you. It's called self-preservation. <laughs> yeah. As much as I wanted that album to go home and put it on the turntable and listen to it, I knew that would as much fun as that would have been. It wouldn't. Have, it wouldn't have. It wouldn't have been a. It, it wouldn't have lasted. It. It, it wouldn't have lasted. You're yeah. correct, and it wouldn't have been worth it. Yeah, and and the listeners can understand this. They they they're probably thinking, "Geez, I do that all the time." I mean. You know, we're not experts in this field, I, like I said. But there's some absolutes that I'd like to share with people that might get them thinking more. But, um, you know, there's a verse in the Bible that says to examine every thought, make it captive in your mind, and examine it in a way that you can evaluate if it's the truth or not. Because... A lot of times what will happen is we'll be, you basically live based on your beliefs. And if we don't evaluate what we think or what goes into our mind, if this is this something that's going to help my mind function better or is this going to pull me away from my goals? 
um, you're going to be causing problems for your mind. And over time, it can cause problems for your body, your overall health, and your ability to experience a relationship with God. So a couple of things that, that are foundations for me is in, in, when I look back at myself in the mirror, I'm like, dude, you're getting old. You're losing it. First of all, I was made in God's image. So God don't make junk, and God was proud of me. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the first truth that I that I really know. That's good. Yes, and he also said when he created man, it's not good for man to be alone. So when I start isolating myself and getting away from people, that's not good. I need to be around people. I need to be around good people. Yes. People who encourage me. And then I need to be around people that I can encourage as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing is he, he promised he will never leave me or forsake me. You know who leaves him? I leave him. That's right. In my mind, I can make choices. I can make good choices or bad choices. And then he also wants me to transform, be transformed by renewing my mind. He says, don't be conformed to this world. Um, what's going on in the world in the news right now? If you sat and watched that. After a while, it just makes you competitive and just say, "What's what the heck? You know? <laughs> yeah. But um, that's not what we're supposed to be looking at. Um, we're supposed to be reading his word, learning more truth, um, trying to live more productive lives, being good stewards with what he's given to us. And, you know, uh, for me, just glorifying him. Um, I don't know if all our listeners believe that. That's okay. I mean, you got your own. Everybody's got their own yeah. um, thing. But um, you can be transformed by renewing your mind. And if anything is good, if anything is, there's a passage in Timothy of good report. You know, it names all these good things. It says to think on these things. There's nothing against these things. And so that's what we want to do is we want to fill our mind with good things. You know, that advice and I found this about the Bible. Even for non-believers, uh-huh. the advice, if they follow it, will give them a better life, period. It will. And and that's one of them, the renewing of your mind. Um, it, it, you know, it's like it, it doesn't matter what religion you are. You may not even have a religion. But if, you, if you're sick and you you go to uh go to see dr banning dr banning you do chiropractic you give uh you know supplements it doesn't matter what religion you are you're going to get better yeah there's a saying in chiropractic um it whether you believe it works or not it works it's a law if you if you remove the interference from the nervous system the body will become and the mind will become healthier yes and um if you create interference with with the mind and how it works with the body, you're you're going to be more stressed and, and have more disease. So it's just a law, like gravity. Hey, I don't know. I believe in gravity, but some <laughs> yeah. people evidently don't. You know, that's right. You know, if you, if you drive your car off a cliff, it's it's not the trip; it's the landing. It's the crash landing. That's it, it. people. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, and and I say that to say that renewing of your mind is uh, beneficial no matter what your beliefs. And there's so many ways ways to do it. You and I are believers, and, and I renew my mind the same way you do, I believe, is, is by studying Scripture. But I did a whole study on that renew your mind one time because mm-hmm. I knew my mind needed renewing. You know, it was not what it should be. Every day it needs renewing. Yeah. Um, and it was uh, eye-opening. 
and I, re- I would recommend anybody to, uh, to to dive into that study. Just just renew your mind. Yeah, and um, the other thing is is, and I don't want to make this about religion or the Bible, but in the Bible it talks about spiritual warfare. Yeah, that is your thought process. So when you're going through warfare, you know you got the devil. You got what is it? Uh, the horn dude on one side. Yeah, the angel. The angel on the <laughs> other side. You know, and you're sitting there between them, and they're telling you what to do, and the devil's winning. Um, he always went on Tom and Jerry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, it's important to realize that you have a choice, and and people that have addictive behaviors, if they continue to make that same bad choice it's no longer a choice that's because the neurons in your brain the pathways the nerves that wire together fire together that's yeah. a that's a that's a law in, in in neuroscience and behavior but it creates a pathway of least resistance and so a lot of people learn how to cope with their anxieties at a very young age by doing things that they're that not necessarily healthy for them. right things like pornography eating sitting around watching tv gaming um buying things that they don't need stuff yeah, like that that's a big one right and so you're you're looking for that big dopamine rush and that anticipation and and, and once you find it it's like well i got it okay well i'm done what's next so it needs to be something bigger and more more risky that type of thing but it's it's no longer a choice at that point your mind has been i don't know brainwashed trained it's trained yeah, yeah. and so there's a lot of people that, that go through that and I, i've been through th- some things like that in my life and it's not easy to undo them. And why don't we as humans learn that it's, it's not satisfying? That, that is, it, I am the worst of expecting something to bring me lasting joy. Why? Yeah. And it never has. I've never been rewarded with that. So if you were to win like $10 million in a lottery. Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to just see you, see what you did. I'd like to hang out with you. How long would you hold on to that money for? Oh, you know, I know the smart answer would be to say I would invest it and, and live off or, or just spend um, the, the interest. But I don't know. Um, I, I can't really answer that. That's just like saying, you know, you, until you lose a, a, a family member, you don't know what it feels like. Until I had a large sum of money at my disposal. I don't know what I'm not sure what I, I would like to think I would do the right thing and invest mm-hmm. it or, you know, donate, you know, I, I think I would I think I would be a good steward. I've seen where people have run into a large sum of money and their whole life completely changed. It was all about how to save that money, how to invest it, all that. And uh, that's not what I want to do. <laughs> it's, it's probably not what they want to do either, though. But yeah, you're almost forced to sometimes in yeah. today's society because you know if you make money, you gotta figure out. You know, well, I'm going to be paying taxes. I got to do this with it. But but there's so many different things that people can become enslaved to in their minds. And uh, once you become a slave to something in your mind, it's just going to destroy your health. And then you know you you go into these stress modes. There's two things that could happen: go, stop. Or the middle one, indecisiveness. Yeah. Have you been there? Yes, sir. Where you're like, well, you got a little bit. Hey, no, let's let's just grab this and run. Yeah. You know, um, or what is it? The ready, fire, aim kind of thing mentality. Right. Yeah. And then you've got the uh, fear. 
you get fear, you don't respond, you just pull into yourself, um, or you're indecisive, you just sit there and uh, just fidget and try to figure out if this is what you should do or what you shouldn't do. And indecisiveness, I think, is probably the worst because you do things half-heartedly, you know. And so when the brain is stressed, you can't make good business decisions, you can't make good decisions day-to-day in a lot of cases because your your mind is a slave to whatever it is that you're you're feeding it. So garbage in, garbage out. Pretty much. It goes back to that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, there's we could talk about the mind. We could do a whole episode on each of these things, and we may in the future. But for now, let's move over to the body, which we've talked a lot about on this on this podcast already. We're 17 yeah. episodes deep, and most of these have revolved around a healthy body. Right. So we may not have to spend as much time with this one, um, but we know what the mind is. We, we kind of compare the mind or we, or we place the mind with the brain. So what? tell us about the body. What what would you place with the body? Well, this this is, again, where these, these three circles intersect, the mind, the body, and the spirit. So the mind and body intersect where well, the brain pretty much controls the body. You know, you lose your heart, that can still keep you alive. Yeah. Okay. Um, you lose the brain, you're done. They're not transplanting brains. Well, they weren't Frankenstein, happy normal, but... <laughs> They're not transplanting. I'm not getting a transplant. I could actually do better if I got a transplant. Did you just, dr- is, did you just drop Abby normal? <laughs> I did. I didn't know that was going to come up today. Yeah. Well, we were talking about brains. Yeah, pickled, that's true. Pickled brains. Um, but the mind controls the body. The brain generates electrical signals that run from above, down, inside out to all the parts of the body. And then the body sends messages back from outside in up to the brain. And the brain is what controls everything. It causes the body to adapt to its environment, and it filters. It's got that antenna that just filters everything. And so, you know, uh, like we said, if it's good for your mind, it's good for your body. If it's good for your body, it's good for your mind. Now, your body has six senses. It probably has more, but it has the, the nose, the eyes, the ears, the taste, and the touch. And that's how we interact with the world. That's what God gave us. It's our flesh. How we gave. I, I asked God, I said, God, why, why do you make so many things so beautiful and awesome and so tempting? It's a good question. Um, and what happens is it's a gift. It's a gift. But what we do is we get it in our mind and we twist it and we use it in a way that God didn't mean it to be right. used. And next thing you know, it's got control of us. You know, food. Oh, yeah. Marriage. All those things can be twisted. Yeah. And, you know, it just comes down to it. When you violate a lot of these laws, it just affects your body and your mind. So it's hard to separate the two, but if you treat your body good, if you drink water, that's a good thing. You know, your body needs water. If you breathe, that's another good thing because your body needs oxygen. Absolutely. Now, some people are breathing, but their body's not getting enough oxygen. So they got high blood pressure, you know, they got tissues that are toxic, things like that. So exercise will increase the blood flow to your body, and it'll increase your metabolism, make everything work better. Um, Then we talk about nutrition. If you eat healthy, then your body's going to be able to renew itself and replenish itself. Your body renews itself probably every year completely. Brand new cells. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, your body is a uh, it's dynamic. You know, when you get a cut, your skin just 
flies off. That didn't sound very good. It flies <laughs> sure off. did. It flies <laughs> off. I knew what you meant. But, um, you know, you've got this these cells that keep coming to the surface, and as they come to the surface, they become more rugged and tough. And as they go off, you get cells underneath renewing. But good nutrition will take care of that if you eat healthy. Now, McDonald's and Cokes and hmm. energy drinks, um, you're, you're going to have – yeah, you're going to have – you know, it's like you're building a house. If you use bad materials or materials that are not good quality, you're, you're going to have a house that's not going to work very well. It's not going to protect you. It's like your body. So, you know, that's why I try to eat vegetables. It's a good thing. I try to eat grass-fed eggs and drink water and eat healthy meats. So there, there again, we could say garbage in, garbage out. It's garbage in, garbage out everywhere you look. And then when it's the holidays, I try to lower my guard and take some garbage in, and guess what? I pay for it every time. It's a law. It is a law. Well, holidays are coming up. I look forward to Thanksgiving as my favorite holiday. You talk about putting some garbage in. <laughs> and then garbage out, right? Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's a pretty – you know, so this is funny. I am so thankful past the mashed taters and chicken and noodles for the fifth time. Yes. I am so grateful. Give me another pie. My you sister know. makes the best desserts on that you've yeah. ever tasted. My wife could give her a run for the money with well, her I'd apple like pies. To do it. I'd, like to, I'd like to test that contest. Uh, we've got some apple pies at the house right now. She's bringing some to some friends that just do you got ever, do, you ever put, do you ever cut a slice of apple pie and put some, some cheese on top of it? Never will I ever do that. <laughs> Garbage in, garbage out. It's the best. And what I'll kind t- of cheese? Here's a quick story. Uh, usually cheddar. It's got to be cheddar or... Do you melt it? Yes, sir. Yeah. But here's here's how this happened. And this is a... You talk about a rabbit hole where we're going down here. But when I was growing up, back in the 80s, I worked at a Crystal's restaurant here in town. Okay. And uh, we had this elderly man that came in for coffee and pie. And the first time I waited on him, he said... Um, uh, I'd like I'd like a slice of apple pie, and I need you to, to melt some cheese on top of it. And I, I he must have read my expression because it was just horror. And he said he said I'm going to tell you something that, that my grandfather told me. I said okay. He said apple pie without cheese is like a hug without a squeeze. <laughs> so that day I tried it, and that's the only way I'll eat apple pie now. You know what? I might just do. You, do you, you got to try it? it? Yes, sir. I'm yeah. going to have to do it at yeah. the house. Yeah, just give it a shot. Just take a yeah. small slice. And then just put some uh, cheddar cheese um, or whatever you've got. I'm going to tell you something. Now, you might be using a poor man's Philadelphia cream cheese. Is that what you're doing? Because you could just take a cheese spread, no. a cream cheese, and put it on there, and you'd no. be, I'd be good to go. I've never tried it with cream cheese. I have uh, tried American cheese, which we all know is not really cheese. Uh, but <laughs> That's like plastic. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, I'm sorry to get us sidetracked, but I wanted yeah. you to know if you've never don't knock it until you try it. All right. Um, yeah. So we call it Thanksgiving. Yeah. We call it Thanksgiving. We eat like pigs, and then we watch football. Uh huh. And we get up. We eat like pigs again. Yes. And we just sleep all day. Yeah. Uh-huh. And we eat the leftovers. Mm-hmm. And we keep watching football and sitting around. And when Monday comes around, we're worthless. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's Thanksgiving. That's the American lo- way. That's my favorite holiday. I hate to say it, yeah. But, you know, you get to the point where you hurt yourself. Yeah. You can hurt yourself. Yes, I had a fellow. 
uh, a friend I know actually had to go to the hospital Thanksgiving evening and have his stomach pumped. He ate so yeah. much. That's not something I'd want. No, that's all. he wasn't thankful for that at all. Yeah. <laughs> it would be nice if you could eat and you'd have a stomach outside of you. That you could just like roll okay, into the closet. I'm done. Let's get rid of this bag and put another one. <laughs> no, it's no Thanksgiving. Christmas is the same thing. It's just it's all commercialized. It's all based on what you want. It's pleasure. Yeah. It's desire. And hey, I'll be the first one to say I'm as human as anybody else. I want pleasure, but you know, you got to be a balance. Yeah, and I've grown. Uh, I, I don't enjoy Christmas like the other holidays anymore, simply because of of that. The hustle bustle. The commercialization. Uh, everybody's lost. Apparently, lost the true meaning of Christmas. It's all about what. What will you be getting me? You know, right? I enjoy giving to other people. I, I enjoy too. seeing people happy. It's. It's. You don't get to see that as much as we used to. No. But that's that is fun. Okay, so let's move on to part three of our triad, and uh, that's the spirit. Okay. Now this one's kind of tricky. Uh, how do you have a healthy spirit? Well, I mean, again, they're all, you can't separate them. So if your mind is healthy, we, we, of course, we'd have to define what a healthy mind is. Um, I guess the big thing would be somebody that can recognize the truth and recognize how important it is to make a good choice and follow through with a good choice. Um, it, yeah, it, it'd be hard, but... but but the spirit God gave us a spirit, so we can have a relationship with Him, um, and He witnesses to us through His Holy Spirit that He sent. Right, and so the the triad or, or the the Holy Trinity is much like us. There's a, there's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Um, God the Father I see as the soul. God the Son is the body, and of course the Holy Spirit is the is the spirit. Does that make sense? I think it does. You're getting beyond my pay grade here. <laughs> I don't have a degree in religion, dude. I but I do just, have a relationship with the Lord. Yeah, I've often thought about that. <laughs> you know, the, the Trinity, and now here we are talking about the triad. Okay. So um, I, I missed some things, but if I could backtrack just a little bit. Sure. Um, we get into some of these experiences with our mind. And initially, it was a choice, but then all of a sudden, we're firing, the, the, and we're making choices, or we're no longer making choices. We're in automatic overdrive, doing this addictive behavior. And every now and then, you'll be like, man, what in the world? Why am I doing this? I'm doing a bad thing. And you try to stop it, and you can't stop it, mm-hmm. no matter how hard you try. Well, that's where you develop something called shame, like there's something wrong with me. Guilt is, you know, hey, I did something wrong, but guess what? I can be forgiven. Right. And when, when you receive that forgiveness, it's a great feeling because your guilt is gone. Shame is what a lot of people have because of, you know, they just they are ashamed of their, their behavior and they can't control it. You know, there was I had a friend who said that sin will take you further than you want to go, cost you more than you want to pay, keep you longer than you want to stay. It's so true. But when you start getting into the shame and realizing there's something deeply wrong with you, that is where your mind starts to affect your body and your spirit. 
In a good way? Uh, not Well, and not in a good way. Not in a, in a See, bad now, way. Now, a lot of people think shame would be good, but I don't think it is. Um, you know, people that, you know, go by the Ten Commandments, if you sin, cut your arm off. Oh, yeah. If, if, if you look at something, God, your eye out. I mean, that's, that's legalism. That's not what, what Jesus came for. He came for love and forgiveness. Right. Um, and so if you receive his love, you, you receive forgiveness you have a peace and a joy that can pass any kind of understanding, mm-hmm. in, in no matter what circumstance that you're in. And um, that, I experience that. And I feel like I can walk with my head high. My posture's better, my energy's better, and I relate to other people better. But you gotta be in an environment where you're accountable you know, you want to be, be held accountable. You want to be responsible. You want to make good personal decisions when no one's watching. Right. And that's your spirit, and that's your relationship with God. And, you know, someone gave me a simple analogy once, but, you know, it's like this is this is going to be kind of unusual, but your spirit or your your, your spirit is like a house. And that's how you communicate. Well, your body's like a temple, but you want to have God come into your house and clean your whole house. Mm-hmm. No closets. You can't shut the closets. You got to open up the closet. You got to open up everything so He can clean it all. And it's a growth. It's a journey. You know, you can't do that all at once and then all of a sudden believe and have. You know, you can't do that. It's a lifetime process of making mistakes learning, stumbling, failing, having victory, doing good, then what happens is life happens. And then what do you want to do? You want to medicate your your pain. Mm-hmm. Um, like say if you have a, a child that's sick, uh, if you lose a loved one or you go through a divorce, you have horrible finances. Um, that's an anxiety. And, you know, they talk about circumstances uh, circumstances do not dictate who you are. It's your choices. Failure is not a person. It's an event. I mean, I'm, I'm speaking in all these little caveats here, but, you know, you, you do have the ability to make a choice, and it is your responsibility. And uh, so, you know, but all three of them are, are woven together. They just are. Yeah, it's hard, it's hard to separate them. So, so when I put my hand on somebody, my intent is to help that person, and my intent is to get that that spine working better, get their nervous system working better, so their their body can be healthier. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, eating things that are that reduce inflammation, things that are healthy. I mean, that's 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 putting a good chemical in your body, but it's also fuel for your mind, your brain, so it can function better. You know, but like we get back to the old. Analogy, analogy. The, uh, the 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 identical twins. What was it? One sits on a couch and watches TV right. all day. Yep, and the other reads books and exercises and eats healthy. And yeah, you'd have to figure out what kind of books he's reading, though. Really? Well, if he's reading crappy books, that doesn't exercise the brain. Well, it does, but it takes the brain the wrong direction. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But good books, you know, books. Oh well, it could be uh, a book on a hobby like that has really no good or bad to it like how to build a kid airplane or maybe uh how to build a business things like that but that would that would be more of a healthy thing for your brain um 
so well excellent i think this is a good time to uh to skip on to uh the second part or episode two of the triad so join us next week and we will continue this conversation talking about the mind the body and the spirit thanks dr banning for being here we still got a lot to cover yes we do my goodness (laughs) and yeah it's deep waters really yeah Uh, our listeners i'm I'm just going to say listeners you you probably know a lot about this as well of course (laughs) i'm not an expert yeah um, in this but in chiropractic and health uh i am and so i you know anyhow and, and if you've got anything to add, please let us know. So send us a message on our Facebook page, or you can email Dr. Banning right there on the website. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Thank you. <laughs>